the Mech Observer's Mech Geek Gab number 59 for Monday, June 26, 2006. Greetings, folks, and welcome to the Mac Observers, Mac Geek Gab. You know, it just rolls off the tongue now. I don't even think about it. Just say it. Uh, hi, John. Hi, Dave. How are you? I don't say the whole thing. I just say... Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> I'm Dave Hamilton. Of course, this is John Braun, the illustrious ever written about John Braun. What? I don't know. I was just Man. trying to say something. Wasn't being really creative, though. It could have been a lot better... So we have all kinds of things to talk about this evening. There were many, many topics that we sort of shelved or didn't shelve, but put on the back burner for the last couple of weeks as we discussed various things, including last week's backup guide uh, with Bob Levitas. And Boy, uh, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like you folks enjoyed it as well based on the, Hi, Bob. the feedback. So thanks. Uh, we did have one note about that that uh, I did want to read. There were actually a few of you that wrote in about this, and uh, the, the the gist was, as Michael Rose wrote, <clears throat> a note on retrospect from the Dr. Mac BU show, backup show. Retrospect does indeed back up to FTP as a target and has for several years now. And, uh, of course, you're right. It, it is an option that you can choose as uh, when creating a backup set. So I sent that to Bob today, and he said it was news to him as well. So I knew think, that. What's, you knew it? I told you, but you didn't listen. No, we didn't listen. That's right. <laughs> didn't we have you mute? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so with that out of the way, that's it. We're done. Thanks a lot. Uh, we'll be here. No, never mind. <sighs> Who's up? Who's up? I think Kelly's, people got problems, man. I think Kelly's up. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of things going on this week. So we we actually have quite a few tips actually from you folks, our listeners, that we're going to share with the rest of you listeners. And then there's a topic or two that was requested for discussion that we're uh, we're going to talk about toward the end, I think. So, Kelly, take it away. Hi, uh, this is Kelly from Corona. I just wanted to add something to the uh, the podcast uh, playlist um, uh, comments you guys were having. Um, so, what I do, I, I listen to your thing, and, and um, I've got all my all my uh, my podcasts, and then I uh, I have a smart playlist where play count is set to zero and all that stuff. And then um, I have it on shuffle, but there's a script that I downloaded. Um, I forget what it was called. It was from the um, somebody's, something like Dave's iTunes scripts or something like that. And it um, you can select all your podcasts, and it'll it'll turn off that shuffling uh, button on my, all of them like, with one click. So I do that. Like every day I just uh, turn them off whatever ones came in, the new ones, and then um, then I can have it on shuffle and I can listen to all my podcasts and it's like my own little radio station with all my favorite podcasts and they just play random order, whichever ones I haven't heard yet. So uh, that's what works for me. I just thought I'd uh, throw that in. All right, bye. It's actually from DougScripts.com. Uh, so no, well, there's only one S in there, right? DougScripts.com. <clears throat> I guess that would be two S's, just not to, not right next to each other. And uh, and Doug actually has a truckload of Apple scripts out there. Uh, we'll put a link to this one. I went and found this one there. Of course, we'll put that in the show notes. But there are many, many more. Doug's got 
a, a ton of things. A lot, most of them to do with with iTunes. In fact, all of them to do with iTunes. Although maybe uh, maybe they're not. No. Did I you say a boatload? I did say a, bo- a great whopping boatloads, <laughs> or buttloads, whatever you want to call them. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, it, exporting info, managing, massaging tracks, moving them around, uh, all kinds of stuff. So definitely, definitely worth checking out if you've got an extra ten minutes or so. Just peruse through them. It may give you an idea of, oh, wow, I, I wish there was a script that did, you know, look, there's a script that does X. I wish there was a script that does Y. Keep looking because you'll probably find it. And then one that does Z, too. So uh, DougScripts.com, very, very handy place. Uh, Google searches will probably direct you there many, many times if you're looking for iTunes-related Apple scripts. So uh, moving right along, right along. Hey, John and Dave. Congratulations on a year of a great podcast. Thanks, man. Had a quick comment or hopefully a solution to one of your listeners' questions about Apple Remote Desktop. The listener was complaining about having problems connecting to his wife's computer. Well, I had a similar problem with one of my computers at the office. I could not connect to it no matter what I tried. Finally, the solution I found was that I had the OS X system firewall on on my computer. Um, even though the Apple Remote Desktop uh, selection was turned on for to allow it, it still wouldn't work. The only thing that I was able to do to fix it was to create a new um, open port by uh, going to the system preferences into the firewall and hitting new, and then going to VNC and clicking OK. Once that was set up, it seemed to work without a problem. Anyways, that's my solution. Hope it works. Thanks for the great podcast, guys. Interesting. Uh, and the reason I say interesting is because John and I did this where uh, when we did the remote access show, I'd, as I said, I set it up, you know, so you could get in, John. And the only port that I forwarded from my router to the computer, I believe, was the VNC port. So if that's the only port that it needs to use, what is Apple assigning to the ARD port in the firewall? You know what I mean? I guess we could find out, but... Uh, well, they're using 3238 for TCP and UDP for the, the Apple remote stuff. And the VN, they know I've run into this too, especially when trying to use just a plain VNC client. So maybe that was the situation. But, well, but they're see, definitely using multiple ports. They know I've run into this as well, have, having problems where you have to open up the VNC port. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm 99% certain, and I'm, I'm confirming it here. Uh, no, actually, I did. I forwarded both. I forwarded the, the VNC ports at 5900 and then also 3283. Um, I forwarded through. <clears throat> so, yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm not sure why they wouldn't have added that to the firewall rule, the built-in firewall rule for ARD, but uh, who knows? Could could be his setup. It could be uh, could be the way Apple did it. But a good thing to know as we all trudge forward here. Right? Right? Trudging? Trudge. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for having a phone number you can call. I'm in my car, but the only time I get to listen to podcasts. Oh, no. And uh, really enjoy yours. Now, John, can we play the rest of this comment? Are you okay with that? What? Are you okay with, with us playing the rest of his comment here? Sure. He, he just Well, he just admitted to the, the ultimate sin, right? <laughs> as long as he makes it through to the end. Well, we we don't know that yet, do we? Listen well, and see. Man. See, now we've created tension. 
This is good. This keeps you. Maybe what we'll do is we'll play the rest Brahma. of his comment later. No, no, no. We'll just do it now. <laughs> I was listening to number 52, so yes, I am way behind. And uh, there was a question regarding uh, uh, from a caller or uh, listener uh, regarding uh, administration uh, privileges problems when uh, copying user files or whatever. And uh, when he tried to change permissions, change all, it would still say that he did not have permission to do that. And your uh, response was to go into terminal, pseudo, chone, and uh, basically do it uh, recursively that way. Having run into this problem myself, I just wanted to offer uh, the fact that it might also be something as simple as a locked file within that tree structure that he's trying to change permissions on. Uh, for whatever reason, a locked file will give you that uh, don't have permissions error message. If you were to search for locked files within that uh, folder structure, find them, unlock them, um, and in most cases you should be able to unlock them. Uh, all of a sudden the permissions will be changeable. I know there are instances where you get a locked file and it's a gray uh, checkbox, you can't change it, but I know in uh, the case I had, uh, and more than once, uh, these silly locked files uh, created these uh, error messages, so I just wanted to uh, toss that out. And uh, that was it. Thanks very much. Interesting. Have you uh, have you run into that, John? That's annoying. <laughs> Once in a great, great while where yeah i wouldn't expect something to be locked and it was mostly like with a lot of os9 stuff which uh you know we're not seeing uh, too much of that anymore now. yeah sure but uh yeah sometimes they would lock stuff just for and i guess every now and then if your hard drive has a little hiccup but uh yeah i can see that how do you because i know you can see if something's locked how do you recursively unlock things hmm. that's actually a good question i don't uh... I don't command line thing. I don't. I bet there is a command line thing. Yeah, I. I wouldn't. I don't know what it is. Um, or some. There must be some file utility. I don't know off the top of my head because I haven't really had to do this because. Yep. I can't remember the last time I seen something locked. I don't think I even intentionally lock things. I mean. Yeah. Well, chances are, like you said, if you're not intentionally locking things, chances are it's. It's only a few items, and I believe that you can uh, search for like he like he suggested. You can search for files that are locked. Uh, I believe I'm looking in the search parameters, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that one of the options is to look for locked files. And, uh, and then at that point, of course, you can just do it, get info right away and unlock them and hopefully delete what's left. So there you go. Right, John. Right, right. Right. <laughs> <sighs> All right, let's go to this uh, th- this topic that they uh, that they really wanted us to talk about. There's a couple of Ooh, couple of things. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Dave and John, it's Scott calling from Calgary in Canada, and I guess I want to ask a quick question for you guys, uh, relating to a comment, Dave, that you made last week when you were talking about the MacBook. If I uh, remember the comment correctly, I think you said if you could do it all over again, knowing what you know now, you might have actually got the MacBook instead the MacBook Pro. So thinking about that, I guess I'm kind of on the fence between which of the two to get. 
And I do understand the spec differences between the two, but I thought maybe I could ask you to elaborate a little bit more on, you know, your usage, what particularly about the MacBook you think, uh, you know, is better. And then what about the MacBook Pro you might miss outside of obviously screen space uh, if you would have gone the other way instead. So I think you guys do a great job. I'm a loyal listener and I can't wait to hear your reply. Hey guys, love the show. I have a couple of questions. I'm a reformed PC user. I'm thinking of buying a MacBook Pro, but then they came out with the MacBook. So I was wondering if on a future show you could compare the two. My needs are basically doing the iLife suite, burning DVDs, etc. of home movies, nothing major. I'm wondering if a MacBook alone would be plenty of power for that. But I also want to be, have the option to run Windows, so I'm not sure if it's better to get the MacBook Pro for that. So anyway, I'm up in the air. And also, can you in one episode talk about the keychain aspect of Macs? Because I'm not real clear on how that all works. Uh, anyway, love the show. Thanks very much. Oh, my name's Jeff. Thanks, Scott and Jeff. Yep, that's uh, it's a question. So that, to Jeff, yeah. yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> just thought of the answer. <laughs> Thanks, John. Yeah, we'll just skip right to the cut right to the chase there, as it were. So we, John and I actually spent some time looking through the specs and 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 not just going with a, a kind of a gut feeling. On this, there there are a couple of obvious things, right? The 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 most obvious, obviously, because it's obvious, is the screen mm-hmm. size. Uh, but but yeah. for for many of us, actually, you know, a thirteen inch screen is plenty big, especially when you travel. Of course, bigger is worse in many cases. Um, of course, it's great when you get mm-hmm. to your hotel and you can set things up and you get a nice big screen. But if you're sitting on the plane or the train, then maybe not so good. So uh, now, it was surprising that they didn't do a a, a single uh, processor in the MacBook. That really kind of surprised me. Did it surprise you? Um, yeah, yeah. I guess it did. I I, I would have expected them to differentiate you know, to cut because costs. they've done that in the yeah. past. Yeah, yeah. So that makes it tougher because, as far as I can tell, it's the exact same. You know, bus speed and the processor, yep. except for the well, the different speed. So if you want the uh, the you know, two point one six or whatever it is. Uh, right. You got to get the uh, the pro. Yeah, There's but not a big difference. But other than that, speed. yeah, it's it's not a big difference. You're right. Uh, the the other thing there is, let's see. Well, if you if you go all the way up to the 17 inch screen, of course, you get the option to burn dual layer discs. So uh, that's not a huge thing, but may impact some of you out there if you're you know making copies of DVDs a lot, right? Yeah, if you want a future proof, uh, another thing I notice, uh, of course, on the uh, the pro, you get the uh, the cool lit up keyboard. Oh, is that you I've don't get the, that. you don't get the backlit keyboard, huh? On the uh, on the on, on the, the regular, regular one, huh? not as far as I can tell. No, I, I guess you're right. The spec. No, you're right. Well, I, I have not been in in the uh, in the dark with one of those. Right. I saw one at the Apple Store and it right. was light. Right. So. That the, Maybe, but I don't think so. The no, big the big deal to me is the video chip. Right, because yeah. the, oh, there yeah. there is no video chip in the uh, in the MacBook Pro. It's it's the integrated one, um, and and from all reports, <clears throat> it's really not that great. It's not going to do any 3D stuff. And from what I've heard, even even if you start putting it on bigger monitors, it it starts to to really really slow down. So uh, if yeah, I had it's to sixty four megs of uh, of video. shared 
right? It, it takes 64 megs of, yeah. your, of your RAM uh, and uses it for video, which isn't a huge amount of RAM, but the fact that it's got to share it with the system bus slows it way down. So yeah. um, the, uh, what, what is it? The, the Intel, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. The, in the MacBook, it's the Intel GMA yeah, 950. GMA 950. Yep. Yep. And in the, uh, <clears throat> in the MacBook Pro, why can't the I find X, it here? There it is. Radeon yeah, it's, it's X1600, the X1600, right? With 128 or... Ooh, or 256, 256 on the on the high-speed one. That's right. Yeah. Or or the 17-inch has the 256 no matter what. That's right. So uh, I could see that as a gaming uh, gaming chipset. Yeah, I don't... I, I, I would Maybe. even I would even say for you know for the for the power user that it might make a difference if you're hooking it up to an external monitor that that may be be a sticking point for you um, d- again depending on what you're doing but but that might be the uh, the trick the other one is that you can't get the 7200 rpm drive on the MacBook so I uh, noticed on the base config the um, the regular MacBook only went up to uh, 80 gigs. I think no, no you can, can get you can right get the Pro went up to 120. You can get a 120 in the MacBook uh with the build to okay. order. Yeah. But but all the way through even the 100 gig drive is a 5400 rpm drive whereas um in the MacBook Pro you can you can build to order with the 7200 which doesn't yeah. seem to be an option. I'll tell you that Yeah, you did that. Didn't you you helped huge. out for that, I think. Yep. When you ordered your uh your your uh version 1.0 machine there. Yes, that's right. Uh, when I ordered and reordered it, that's right. I went ahead with the 7200 mm-hmm. RPM drive, and I'm very happy about it. That, that was a, a real issue in my uh, in my previous G4 PowerBook. So I, I would, if I had it to do all over again, would, what would I do? I don't know. I, I don't have it to do all over again. But um, I, I, would, I would seriously consider the MacBook. I, I'd really want to take one for a spin. Uh, with multiple multiple monitors and and see because that that would be the I think the biggest thing uh, to me there and then the drive speed next but uh, it is SATA so who knows maybe that maybe that's more of the speed difference that I'm seeing now than uh, than just the 54 to 7200 RPM yeah now hold on now does the MacBook have a slot uh, good question I'm pretty sure that it Mm. No, I don't believe it does. I don't think it does, which could be another uh, another difference there. Because I know the uh, the Pro has the uh, Express card, which is yeah. like the newer uh, PCMCIA replacement. There. That, yeah, and there's actually some stuff coming out for that. So yeah, uh, it's kind of slow. Yeah, because I have it on my new uh, on your Dell new Dell. Yeah, there's some things they don't have yet. So uh, oh, there's a lot of things they don't have, but no, it's not. It, they don't have it in the MacBook. That's a good point. That's uh, but they got like FireWire and well, all the stuff you find on a Mac anyway. So mm-hmm. for the most part, mm-hmm. huh? So I don't, I don't know which one I'd go with. What about you, John? Yeah, you know I've seen the 17 inch, but uh, well, actually, you know <laughs> that's too big for me. Well, the 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 nine to five machine is actually a 17 inch screen, but yeah, yeah. I would not. Uh, yeah, but traveling, I like the uh, the PowerBook 12 inch, so I, I probably would like the MacBook to uh, yeah. to try because usually I'm word processing, you know, maybe every now and then watch a DVD, which I'm sure even the low end uh, oh, yeah. machine can handle that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think it's a good travel machine. I, I think maybe not for a a day to day machine, at least for me. That may that, yeah. That's you, why I like having the, the yep. G5. 
Yeah, I'm kind of I, spoiled by that. I'm get, I, I've always been, well, not always, but let's see, since probably 1998, I've been a laptop guy, uh, having a laptop as my main machine. I, I keep thinking that at some point I'm going to need to go back to a desktop and got real close to that, uh, obviously, with the whole PowerBook de- debacle, because, you know, for years, the thing never got faster and, and everything else did. Um, but I obviously waited out for the MacBook Pro and, and now have that as my main machine. But when I sit down at a dual, you know, a, a dual G5 or although the MacBook's pretty quick, um, I keep thinking, you know, wow, boy, you know, someday I may go back to a, a desktop as a main machine. Software is the issue there. The, the whole syncing thing between the two. If I could figure out a way to do that that didn't eat, you know, a half a day of time on either end of a, a trip, then I then I might do it. But uh, uh, until then, I'm, you know, kind of stuck with uh, with being a laptop guy. So there you go. That's that. Uh, there was one more semi-related question here from Michael that would be good to hit. Hi, guys. My name is Michael. I'm calling from Hollywood, Florida. My wife uh, works at a very small parochial school. And they're looking into getting an Apple Mobile Learning Lab, which is a cart that has um, either MacBooks or iBooks in it. It's a real cool setup. It has uh, Airport Extreme Base Station. It has Apple Remote Desktop Software. It has uh, Ethernet laser printer. It has everything they need, and the, the laptops plug into the cart to recharge. The question is, is that for the same price, they can either get 10 MacBooks or 20 iBooks. And she asked me, would they be better off getting the MacBooks or the iBooks? Would it be okay with the iBooks? Would it be enough for them to do what they need to do? The students are in 5th or 6th grade, so I was thinking that the iBooks might be okay, but I was wondering what your opinion would be and and, uh, whether you think they should go for the um, iBooks or the MacBooks. Anyway, I love your show. I can't wait for it each week, and I'm looking forward to your response. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. What do you think, John? <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think today's fifth and sixth graders need the absolute bleeding edge in technology, so I say go for the MacBooks. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was just the id thinking yes, that. That's right. But no, I'd, I'd actually, yeah, for, for that grade level, if they're not doing very demanding stuff I, I would opt for getting the twice as many machines to get as many machines in the hand of students because that's a problem i think as it is in a lot of places so that's the way i'd go because i, I don't think the apps are demanding and the the only concern and maybe you have this too is just the end of life on those i mean if you get them now they're yeah you know not a i mean they got to support i mean the, the the i mean look at the apple too i still see that in the schools mm-hmm. still a little subculture of people that sell you know uh, and, and we'll fix them and stuff. Whatever happened to Shreve Systems anyway? And they're still there. They Are they? Hardware. Yeah, they yeah. might be. I don't know. Yeah, Shreve or Shreve Sys. We'll look it up. But yeah, it's a place that uh, deals in old, uh, you know, Mac and Lisa and uh, Apple II uh, hardware and you know floppy drives and all that yeah, crazy still stuff. There. There's still a lot of stuff out there. They got an image writer too for eighty bucks. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, two machines, two for the price of one. Uh, it's hard to turn down unless. The classroom is organized such that you simply don't need that that many machines. Um, I, you know, th- th- there's something to be said about being 
schools tend to have trouble coughing up money, right? So mm-hmm. if they're if they're hemming and hawing over this decision right now, chances are the next time that they're going to be willing to even hem and haw about it is probably eight to ten years from now. So, you know, is it is it worth having twenty machines? that are going to be, you know, way obsolete in 10 years or 10 machines that are only, you know, mostly obsolete. Uh, it, it's a it's a hard call. It, it, I think it would depend a lot on the culture of the school. If you think that they'll replace them in five years, man, get the iBooks. There's no reason not to. Right. I mean, that, yeah. And it'll build up. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're still supporting the platform. Absolutely. Yeah. They're not selling any new machines. So, uh Right. So you're okay. I mean, if you get Tiger, I think, uh, you know, you'll go a few years on that before it's. Do you think so? Mm, well, let's look here. Yeah, could you? Well, I think it's less important. I mean, 10.0, you wouldn't run 10.0 right now, would you? No. No. <laughs> or one or two, maybe three. Three. Yeah, 10.3 is fine. I, I was happy. I was actually happy once 10.2 came out. So, yeah, that's that's a number of years. And mm-hmm. really. You know, the, the the what I always my my stock answer to people who say, "Do I need to upgrade?" I know we've gotten off on a tangent, but that's all right. Uh, my stock answer is if somebody says, "You know, do I need to upgrade my computer?" It's like, well, you know, if you're asking me, you probably don't. You know, have your it, your computer can still do everything, but unless there's something wrong with it, which could happen. But you know, assume let's assume there's nothing goes wrong with them. Unless your needs change, your computer doesn't need to change, right? If you're running the same software on it, then you're fine. However, if you decide you want to run new software or even worse, do something new with it, right? Use it, repurpose it for something that didn't, that wasn't an option when you bought the computer. Well, then, yeah, chances are you got to buy something new. But mm-hmm. if you're good to go with what you have and you just are wondering, well, that guy's got a new computer. Do I need one? No, of course not. You know, I mean. Unless, unless you want to keep up with the Joneses, and then yeah, man, you you know get to buy a new computer every six months. That's just how it goes. I want a new computer. Yeah, me too. This MacBook Pro is getting old, long in the tooth. I want a quad, sir. <laughs> you can get an Apple IIe for ninety nine bucks, John. <laughs> <laughs> I had actually, did I have? Uh, no, I had a IIe. I used yeah, the 2 Plus, but I bought a 2E. You had a 2E when, when I met you. Yeah. Absolutely. My first Mac was a CI. That's right. First one that had onboard video. Woo-hoo. Oh, you know, they're they're sold out of those at Shreve Systems, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shreve Systems doesn't pay us to talk about them. They were just, they're just somebody that's been around for a really long time. Uh, a really long and time. And just old Mac stuff when, you know, yeah. they made some stuff properly, like, uh, huh. Or you run, uh, have you run, uh, you, you run this MAME? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Multiple arcade machine yep. emulator. And I think they keep updating that. You have to find the the ROMs, you know. Um, yeah, which are of questionable, questionable legal uh, authenticity, but. Uh, yeah, if you know, the, the companies are still in business. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, if you, you, you know, if, Cole- the- if Coleco is going to get mad at you for, for pirating their ROMs, well, you know, man. <laughs> Step up to the plate and sell one or two, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you know. Uh, Spy Hunter was my favorite. You know, I got I got a copy of Spy Hunter for my uh, for my trio now, and, and it and it works. I actually was teaching Lucas, my son, how to uh, how to play it. <laughs> gauntlet. Gauntlet. Yeah. Warrior needs food badly. <laughs> badly. 
<laughs> all right. What's next? Do we have something next? This is fun. Uh, all right. Yeah, we can we can let Brian ramble a little. No, no. Brian Brian is actually uh, a programmer from uh, he, he's he's Rubisoft dot com. Hey, believe. John and Dave. Hey, Brian. I was just calling in to wonder if you guys actually run with uh, read mirror on external drives. Whoa. I had two identically sized drives, <laughs> and I set them up in a mirror, and it it just wasn't pleasant. Um, I brought one disk over to another machine to make sure that it could see the data and that the, it would show up degraded, and all that's fine. So I brought it back over, rebuilt it, and uh, it came online. But then things started getting really flaky. Finder hung on me. Um, disk utility hung on me. I eventually had to force power down the machine. Um, previously healthy online RAID set, I'd power up the disks, and it would come up degraded. Uh, there was often a long delay before the RAID set would come online. It just it seemed like a lot more work than it was worth uh, maintaining this. So I've since broken it apart, and uh, I'm much happier again. Um, so I was just wondering if you guys actually run with mirrored uh, external drives, and uh, if you don't see this, um, or if you have any advice on, on what I can do to make my experience better. Uh, thanks. Bye. You know, that's an interesting question. As I was listening to this, I thought... Fascinating question. Yeah, well, I mean, no, we don't run that way. Uh, I think I can speak for John uh, and and say that... Bob does, though. Bob said he did. No, Bob doesn't. Bob runs... He did, or uh, some sort of... He's got an external RAID box, right? So the box itself is managing the RAID, I believe. Uh, yeah, it, it's yeah. it's not being managed by the OS, right? Oh, so right, yeah. Two di- very different things, and and really that's the right. crux of it. My my philosophy on on RAID, and and really any kind of of uh, uh, you know RAID and be mirroring or, or or anything else, uh, you know it it's best managed in hardware because it, if the software breaks down, you're you're done. Um, so my, yeah, I, I I wouldn't I I haven't had good luck with with software based RAID solutions. You know, you, you're relying on an operating system to boot to get that drive to be seen first and foremost, right? And and then and then it's got to keep it going. Plus, if you've got two separate external drives, RAID's not really meant. It's meant fine to be broken like that, but if you've got them mirrored and then you bring it back, uh-huh. I, I don't know that it's meant to. It's really meant to. To do that, it's meant to bring a new drive in and then clone, you know, and, and get rolling again. But once it finds its old partner and reset, I don't know, that, that seems like uh, yeah. seems like a dangerous proposition to me. You know, I think what you're saying, I think, is, you know, because a lot of these external things, like Apple has X-Raid. Yeah. And you have, like, EMC and those companies that make these, uh, you know, very reliable, redundant right. you know, power supply drive deals but they're all external through fiber or you know gigabit or something like that yeah so, and, uh, and the raid is managed with a, an, an outboard hardware controller right in in all of those yeah. situations or it yeah. could be some software who the heck knows well but Probably yeah but it's, but it's not the it's not the os that's doing it right yeah the os sees it yeah, as one device itself. right right which is as it should be yes. with a lot of that stuff you know it's like okay i see you as a drive you know if there's a problem well you're you're still a drive you're still a drive that's right yeah uh, and if you disappear, then, you know, then you call somebody. <laughs> then you call someone. Yeah, really. 
<laughs> we run we we run raid on on a few of our server machines here, but it's all yeah. hard it's all hardware raid. So that by the time the OS begins to boot, the raid is already taken care of. It's all done in hardware. It's yeah. on a you know a, a back a controller. Raid. Yeah, exactly, a controller. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mess with it. Do you have any? You have any cookies, John? I'm getting hungry. Cookies. Yeah. No. Maybe a cracker. You got nuts. I got a hot. I got a hot pocket. Do you? Is it still warm? It's in the freezer. Oh, that's not going to do me any good. For you. <laughs> Call the house and have them warm something up. For I you. should do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you you want to take a uh, a TiVo related question just out of the blue here, John? Ooh. Uh, yeah. All right. Good. I think. I think it's good. <laughs> Press the button. Hello, this is Scott. You guys helped me on a question with swap files one time, and it was handled perfectly, so I figured I'd give you one more challenge. Excellent. I know you guys are big TiVo uh, people. Oh, no. I've got TiVo, but TiVo went uh, bad the other day. So I'm wondering if you guys have heard of the Elgato products. I think it's ITV, um, and we have satellite. Um, so I'm just wondering if you've heard of them, and what you know about them, and what you would recommend. But anyway, thanks for the great work, and thanks for helping me last time, and hopefully you can help this time. Um, if this doesn't get played on the air, you can't. Yeah, and he was going to give us his email address. I've I've played with the Elgato stuff briefly, uh, and what he's talking about is a Mac-based solution for running, uh, for recording television to to your Mac and then and then playing it back. There's a couple of issues there. The one, the big one, and of course TiVo currently, and you know, hopefully within the next month or two, this will go away. But uh, but the Elgato solutions, none of the hardware solutions for it will let you do HD TV. So that's out the window first mm. and foremost. Yeah, and well, it's not too bad. What's that? Is you know it's still rolling out the HD stuff. Yeah, I mean if you get a TV these days, but uh, but yeah. Well, okay. I'll tell you with the HD. Once you yeah, you're an HD hound because you what, have the TV. Right. Once you have it, you yeah. you you realize you know it. HD TV is it's so much better than regular TV, but most people look at their regular TV and say, "Well, this is fine. I don't need anything better." And they're right because they haven't seen anything better. It you know, it, in order for it to hit critical mass, which it is now, you know, people are starting mm-hmm. to get it. Oh, it, definitely. Once you see it, it's like, "Well, dude, you know, I, I couldn't possibly go back to that other thing." You know, if you are going to get you know like a plasma or something like that, make sure you get. A plasma that's going to do a good job with regular TV because it it, it does make a difference. Yeah. yeah, it makes a huge the scaling difference. and all that yep, stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's that's kind of off off the beaten path. The Elgato mm. stuff works. If you're a TiVo person, though, you're going to be disappointed. Uh, you know, because it's not not quite as smooth as the uh, as the TiVo experience. Based on what I've seen, I haven't used it extensively, but uh, from what little I've used at the interface, like everything else, it's just not as good as the TiVo. It doesn't do the whole. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's gotten awards at the uh, the oh, MacWorld yeah. shows we've oh, been to. So I'd say it's not bad as far as a solution for. Um, I mean, actually, and I remember. Oh gosh, this is old. It was the uh, uh, QuickTime uh, TV. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I had an external tuner once. I remember when they used to kind of bop back and forth, but the Macs, some of the Macs actually had cable tuners, which was kind of nice. Yeah. What have you seen in the cable tuner uh, front there? Because I guess that kind of ties into the ITV. Thing. Yeah. 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 It, I mm. mean, it, it's not bad. It, it works. Um, it just doesn't have a way of recording HDTV. So. But neither does TiVo. So, um, 
You got to devote their, a Mac uh, to Series it. three, the uh, the board. I thought that was going to do it. Series three will do HD. It's not out yet. Uh, soon. Yeah, but if you want to fix your TiVo, the the guys over at Weak Knees. <laughs> No, they don't pay us either. I'm just, you know, I'd like to offer helpful suggestions. Oh, are they one of the uh, upgrade? Uh, yeah, they're yeah upgrade there? replacement. Yeah, they'll they'll get you a new hard drive if uh, if your drive dies, and and they they really know their stuff with the TiVos. I've consulted with them a couple of times on on my various TiVos, cool. and they've been good. So weaknees dot com. Uh, uh, they 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 know their TiVo stuff. So because I still have a Series One. Yeah, well, I would wait till the Series Three at this point, John. Yeah, because I even got through uh, Buy.com, which is one of my favorite uh, yeah. sites to, to buy stuff. They had Series 2 TiVo, $0 after rebate. Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously, man. Yeah, but now <laughs> they, you... They wanted the membership. Now, yeah, now but I you, have to tie it into the unit, right? Right. You And you can't get it... Um, you can't get them with a lifetime membership anymore. Huh? Well, I heard you could, though. You had to kind of poke around. Uh, not anymore. It wasn't obvious, really. No, yeah, that's over. It was you could up until you know maybe the end of May, I think, and and now it's it's uh, you're done. Huh. Unfortunate, and there's no way to transfer your lifetime TiVo membership from one to the other unless TiVo offers a promotion to let you do it, or if you bought the TiVo before January first of two thousand, I think, then you can do one transfer to a new unit. Hmm. Yeah, there's there's some. There's some stuff out there, so that's uh, stuff. Yeah. Well, it's you know it's the way it goes. It's stuff. So, uh, how's the band? The band's good. Let them in. Yeah, it's time. Yeah. You know we got that hot out though. Yeah, we got that Frapper map. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, TMO, of course, is running a website uh, reader survey. So if you are a reader of TMO or any of the other sites. Well, no, it's not for really readers. for listeners. It's for oh. readers. Yeah, it's it's different from the podcast survey. It's for the web. So. <laughs> the you <know>. web. <laughs> yeah, you know that thing that you... It, it's the internet, John. <laughs> the intraweb. The intraweb. There you go. Uh, what else? Yeah, so fill out the Frapper map. Uh, actually, rather, register with the Frapper map. Fill out the survey. Mm-hmm. Uh Send in your comments, 206-666-GEEK. Geek. MacGeekGab.com for the show notes that John's been doing a fantabulous job with. Um, Marvelous. You can Skype your stuff to MacGeekGab. I began pulling some stuff off of there. There's actually quite a few that i got to get to, but we'll get to them. Next week will be uh, more, of, uh, more of your questions because there are a lot of them in the queue, and there's a lot of good ones in the queue that I don't just want to yeah. uh, lose sight of. So. We've got uh, we've got quite a bit of stuff to and go through. Vote early, vote often. You know, it's interesting you uh, you brought that up. I wasn't sure if I was going to mention this or not, but apparently <laughs> I am. I don't know if you heard the the latest uh, iteration, uh, or actually not this week's, but last week's uh, episode of the weekly roundup that we do here at Mac Observer. Ricky Spiro yeah. does that every week, and he had me on. Uh, uh-huh. But when he does the show, it, it's just a segment, and then the rest of it is him. So I, I didn't know it was what was happening. Um, but he he went ahead and offered a challenge. He said, you know, that they're a trying challenge. Yeah, he's trying to get more votes for the weekly roundup uh, than he is than, than than the geek app. And of course, we didn't we didn't ask you folks you folks for for votes. Every now and then, we'll you know we'll send out an email giving you updates about <laughs> us and and asking for votes. But we don't we don't do it every month. Um, but uh, 
and so Ricky offered a, a challenge up, which I guess we need to, to stand up to. And, and oh. so, so we can either say, look, let's beat him down. Or we can say, listen, let's, let's help him, right? Go over and vote for him. So if you hear this, go vote for the, the weekly roundup and give it a listen, too, because it's really, really good stuff. It's uh, all the news from the, the Mac web from TMO digested for, uh, for the week. It usually comes out on Saturday and uh, and there's it, it, great content. It, Ricky does a fantastic job kind of boiling it all down. It flows. It does. It flows really well. Ricky knows what he's doing over there. So check that out. The uh, Mac Observer Weekly Roundup. And go vote for him, too. And vote for us. But uh, you know, vote early, vote often. You can't do that, though. It's not like, uh, not like a true democracy where you can vote as many times as you want. About? Put on that tinfoil hat, man. I gotta tell you some stuff. <laughs> That's it. We're done. We'll see you next week. Right? We're out of here. Oh, yeah. Do you have anything else to tell him, John? Oh, yeah. Go to Portable Media Expo. And this was downloaded from Cashfly Hosting. Advertised through the Backbeat Media Podcast Network. What are we gonna do? Frapper Map! What are we gonna do with the podcast thing? What are you talking about? What are we gonna do with the podcast thing? I don't know.